Hello and welcome to another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast where we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great. I'm your host, Abby Graves, and today we're hopping in the car and we are heading to my neck of the woods. We're heading to Browerville, Minnesota. I'm originally from Long Prairie, but the place that we're going to is about the halfway point between Long Prairie and Browerville on Highway 71. We're going to hang out with Erin May. She is the owner-operator, along with her family, of Wholesome Living Acres. They are a tower garden that is in their first year of business in the Browerville area. And I was actually tipped off by a few people saying that I needed to go and check out Erin's operation. Uh, shout out to Nikki Moritz, who was on the podcast a while ago. She told me to go. And then Allison from Babbitt's Wine Bar also is a customer of Erin's. And she said, yeah, you got to go check out these awesome tower gardens. So that's where we're heading today. We're heading to Browerville to go talk with Erin about her journey getting into tower farming. She lives on a 20-acre farm, but... Her whole operation is in one stall of a garage. It's pretty impressive, and the story behind her getting started on this journey is also super impressive. I just really appreciate her drive and her willingness to do good in the community and spread some great food around in addition to her gardening. So we're going to be hanging out with Erin May today. Be sure to check out Wholesome Living Acres on Instagram, Facebook, their website. All of that fun stuff is linked below in the episode notes. It's also waiting for you at thesmalltowntourist.com. So be sure you go and give Erin a follow. Please enjoy our time hanging out with Erin May of Wholesome Living Acres. Okay, so we start every podcast. I will have you give your name, where you're from, and what you do. So whenever you're ready. All right. My name is Erin May. I own Wholesome Living Acres Tower Farms, and we are from Browerville, Minnesota. And that is exactly where we're recording right now. If you hear some outdoor noises, some birds in the background, we are sitting on Erin's porch right now. And it's just such a cool place that you have. I got a very quick tour when I pulled in. And the best thing I can compare it to is Google a picture of living with the land at Epcot down in Orlando, because that's what's going on in your garage right now. That is true. That is true. We had a vision. We've been growing nine years with vertical towers, and we had this vision to do it large scale. And it took some convincing from my husband, but this year was kind of what the step that we took forward and everything lined up and we started. So for people who are unfamiliar with what a vertical tower, vertical growing situation is, how would you explain that in very layman terms? So we grow vertically, fresh grains and herbs vertically in an aeroponic growing system. So it's called a tower garden. There is options where people can grow residentially in, in their homes as well. The vertical allows us the space and the less water, and we're soilless, so we don't have to do any weeding. So it's very simple, and it's the one way that I've been able to grow. That's why I've kind of grasped onto it. That's insane that there's no soil involved. Yep. <laughs> so we use rockwell cubes in the vertical tower garden ports. So that's where the seeds get planted in as a rockwell cube. It's kind of a mixture of sand and rock that's spun together like cotton candy. Okay. And we plant the seeds right in there and that's where they grow. When we harvest, we harvest full heads with the roots still on it. So it's living lettuce. So it lasts twice as long than what you can buy from a grocery store. That's 
interesting. I feel like more people should do that. Cause like I'm thinking about how I went to the farmer's market last week in Sock Rapids. I bought my head of lettuce and I brought it home and I stu- I always stick it in a bowl of water and then I put it in the fridge hoping it'll last longer, but I still only get like maybe two, three days tops out of it. Yeah. Most of the people that are buying our lettuces are getting two weeks, if not more. And I am shocked that they're, you know, it's lasting them two weeks because we would eat it up <laughs> within the two weeks. But that's also nice because they, they only pick off what they're needing then. Right. And that's what I always recommend. If you're going to take this home, if you're not going to cut it all up, pick off what you need. Keep that rock wool cube and those roots wet. It will last you longer. And we don't spray or use any chemicals, so it is, it's going to last longer no matter what. That is so cool. So nine years you've been growing with these vertical towers. How did you initially discover them and get into this? So about 10, 12 years ago, we were on a search for better health. Better Health, Better Nutrition, we got introduced to the Juice Plus company. They are also the company that started Tower Gardens. Um, The creator of the Tower Gardens is Tim Blank, and he is the one who was at the creator of the Tower Gardens, but one that worked at Epcot. So it kind of stemmed from there. And everything that is down there, he turned into something residential. He's from the Midwest, so he knew... No way, really? Yep. He knew that in our Midwest area that we can't grow year-round. And this is a great, easy way for us to be able to grow year-round. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, you you took an entire stall of your garage and turned it into a year-round garden. That's so cool. <laughs> yes. It, that was the convincing part that we had to take away a stall of our garage from my husband. So in order to do that. <laughs> <laughs> worth it, though. So worth it. So worth it. So worth it. So on this kind of health journey, was it like inspired by anything other than just kind of looking in the mirror and going... We need to be healthier as a family. Is there anything that kind of really kickstarted that? Um, I would say because we had young kids, they were constantly sick, and we wanted to do something better. And we knew fruits and vegetables are the route to the root of it, really. Mm-hmm. It's, that's, people need to eat more fruits and vegetables, and that's main reason we got introduced to Juice Plus. On our website, we kind of share a little bit more of our, our vision, our, our story is what I should say. And how that all stemmed from there. But I couldn't grow anything in a ground garden. My weeds grew more than my produce grew. So this is one way that we could grow produce. And and if there's no weeding involved, that's half of gardening. It's literally just out there plucking weeds out of the ground. And I have the problem, especially if I'm planting from seed, when things are first starting to sprout up, I'm like, is this what I planted or is it a weed? I can't tell the difference. (laughs) That's that's very true. I, I still struggle with that. I do still ground garden just for ourselves and mainly to do the root vegetables because we can't grow root vegetables in our vertical gardens, but um, we can grow pretty much everything. I'm sticking with greens and herbs right now just because I don't want to attract any of the bugs into our space. So that's a nice thing. There's benefits of growing indoors and having in a climate-controlled space. Of course, we had some issues with climate control. We were more worried about winter and heating our space versus summer and worrying about humidity. And that's where we Is had the to, humidity worse. It's worse. Oh, no. Yeah. The plants don't always, not all plants like the humidity. So it's it's been a fun learning curve, but I love to be in that space and to provide fresh grains and herbs, even in our fall and winter time when here in the Midwest, we don't get that. It's great. Yeah, we hit September and then it's like, oh, man, well, there goes all the good food. Yep. <laughs> So what's production like once you do kind of get past that initial, like everyone thinks of the gardening calendar and it's like, okay, yeah, we get to September and then it's done. And then you just wait until spring until you can start again. What does that time right after look for you guys Okay, into the fall and winter? 
well, this is our first year, so it's a learning curve. We're learning as we go. We're learning as we grow, I should say. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Because my goal was to provide good, wholesome food for people at home from farm to table. And that was the primary goal. I would love to be farm to restaurant, farm to table for a wider array of people. That is, you know, a goal. Because once people try our lettuce and our herbs, they, they cannot believe the taste. I do think our soil is depleted. You know, over the years, it's been depleted. So what we can use with the mineral water, how we use the minerals in the water is the natural minerals that come from the you know, soil. And that's why it's so packed full of flavor. But starting from seed to harvest, it takes three weeks on our seedling rack. And then once it goes in the tower, it's in the tower for about four weeks. And then okay. it's harvested. So once it's harvested, it goes to a home or you know, however, and then we clean it up and we do that all over again. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And it just can go like that year round. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like a, so the four weeks in the tower, is that longer in the winter because it's a little bit colder or is, does that not really matter? It might matter a little bit, but with our lights, our lights in the space, the SpectraGrow lights do kick off some heat and then we'll heat the space in the wintertime if we need to or, you know, to supplement as needed. It shouldn't slow things down, but we might have to adjust where we'll We'll grow cool weather plants versus warm weather plants. Okay. So there's plants that like warmer weather. There's plants that like cooler weather. So kale is one of them. Kale is happy either way, but it's an easy one to grow. And I'm trying to get people introduced to kale versus spinach because kale is so much more nutritious. Yes. But yeah, it's been, I want to be able to educate and teach people different recipes, different ways, and the education behind those plants of how, you know, they're good for our health. That's awesome. And I think that's a great thing, especially from this area, you being in Browerville. I grew up in Long Prairie. This is a rock's throw away. People are scared of kale and they're scared of different things in general. Like everyone <laughs> likes their meat and potatoes in this neck of the woods. Yeah. So you being a resource for them and showing them, hey, this is good and here's how to make it good is going to be such a huge help for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's kind of been a big goal. I have a background in health coaching, so I like to help people. I like to help people heal naturally. And if they can do it through good, healthy produce, and I like to call our our fresh greens and herbs better than organic, just because I don't need a label, but I know exactly what you're getting. You're getting something that's not sprayed, there's no chemicals on it, and it's, it's filled with all the minerals that, to me, our soil is depleted from. That's really cool. Yeah. And I feel like that organic... I I work with a flower farmer on her podcast and we had an in-depth conversation one night. She's like, organic's a buzzword. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. (laughs) So that's why I've been using better than organic. But that's what a lot of a lot of people at the farmer's market I've been visiting with. And everyone there is growing some really great product. So it's fun to be able to go to the Long Prairie Farmer's Market and the Sox Center Farmer's Market and just talk with other farmers that are growing too. Yeah, because you guys are all in the same boat together just trying to create some really great products for people here in our area. Yeah, yeah. So they know where their stuff's coming from, which is huge. Yep, that is huge. I love going to a farmer's market and then I come home and I make a full meal. I'm like, well, this was from here and this was from here and this one, there was a really nice lady who was selling this. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about your background in health coaching. Mm -hmm. How'd you get started with that? That was kind of the whole vision behind that was when I had my first son, I gained 70 pounds when that pregnancy happened, had my second daughter, and I ended up with gestational diabetes. Oh my gosh. The doctors said, okay, you're on insulin, you're pricking your finger six times a day. And then we went to have 
our third, and we've actually had two miscarriages in between our middle, you know, our middle and our youngest. And it hit me that, you know, healthcare is healthcare, but I wasn't getting the help or the resources I needed. So I needed to do my own research. So I became my own health advocate. And by becoming a health coach, I taught myself to kick diabetes, gestational diabetes. And my third pregnancy with my youngest, I did not have gestational diabetes. It was my healthiest pregnancy, labor and delivery all the way through. And it was night and day difference. And he is my healthiest one too. You know, he's six and has hardly ever been sick. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So just by changing our diet, what we're eating, just knowing more on nutrition and becoming that health coach and becoming the health advocate that, you know, I wanted to be for myself just helped walk me through and navigate through different changes that we needed to make. I applaud you for taking the ambition to do that because I feel like there's a lot of people who are like, well, I know I'm not as healthy as I need to be, but it's like, I don't know where to turn to. I don't know what to do, where to go. So mm-hmm. I applaud you for taking that next step <laughs> and figuring it out and taking your life into your own hands. Yep. Yep. Thank you. That's so cool. I want to know how you guys got the name. I can kind of like envision, yes, everything is super wholesome, but I want to know if there's any more meaning behind that. Yeah. So three years ago, kind of right before our COVID pandemic hit is kind of when my eyes were opened and we started homeschooling. So I'm homeschooling my three kids. And I asked the kids, I said, I see a shift in this. I see a shift in our property. We have 20 acres here. We're in between Broville and Long Prairie. It's, I call it our oasis because it's just gorgeous being out here. It's peaceful. And I said, I see a shift in some way where we need more of a tagline or a name on Instagram, like a handle. And I saw it going somewhere then where I envisioned the tower farm then. And I asked my kids, what is a good name that we could come up with? And we wrote down three different options. I don't even remember the other two now, but Wholesome Living Acres is what really stuck out. It's something that later in our future, it'd be fun to provide other things like planting apple trees to plum trees, you know, different things that we can provide. My husband does maple syrup. So that's something that he's been doing each year. And just, and my son raises chickens and ducks and eggs. So it's just, it's great to have just that wholesomeness, that wholesome living acres behind our little 20 acre farm. You don't need a big farm, especially when you're growing vertically, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that really, it doesn't take a huge footprint. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I envision it getting bigger eventually. Eventually I would love to see a hundred towers would be a goal, but um, that is large, larger scale than what we are. So that is a goal that we have. And the family was a big part of it. The kids were a big part of just finding that name for us and that fit. Do they help out with the vertical gardenings part of it? Or is that more of a let mom handle that? Well, I actually like my peace and quiet out there, <laughs> but I do get I do get their help. So I have a 14, a 13, and a six-year-old, and they each help in their own ways. They've been a big help at the farmer's market, so they've been just kind of stepping in. I actually leave in a few weeks to go on a mission trip to Alaska. Oh, my gosh. So they are going to take over for those four times that I won't be here for, you know, to help them out. So they've been learning the learning the <laughs> how to do everything and oh. hopefully they can take over and take take it in their place then. Well what a good life lesson too, especially with you homeschooling them. Like it's real hands on life skills that yeah. they honestly aren't getting anywhere else these days. Schools yeah. don't teach that kind of stuff. So it's yeah. great that you're providing them that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a learning curve that they, you know, I wish I would have learned that in high school because mm-hmm. It's just 
when you go out in the world, it's great to have all those skills. Yeah. I mean, I wish there would be like some sort of like gardening class that I could have took. That would have <laughs> helped me immensely. I have a hard time keeping my cactus plants alive. <laughs> some days they're looking pretty sad. <laughs> That's amazing. So what kind of mission trip are you doing? So we are going to Willow, Alaska with our church, a River Life in Long Prairie. And it is a mission trip to go to True North um, Church up there. And they're actually in the process of building cabins. And it's really cool because we might be able to finish cabins for them and do construction or also do a VBS with kids. Oh, fun. So they're smaller villages up there and it's a newer church from what I am aware of. But yeah, I'm excited to just go up there and help wherever we can. We we have a youth group in Long Prairie at the River Life Church, and it's great to be able to go help other kids, too. What a wonderful opportunity for people to get out, see a different mm-hmm. part of the world. And it's not a vacation, but it's going and seeing something else yep. and being of service yep. to another person, yep. which is really, really cool. Yep. And serving and helping others. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you think of Alaska and it's not huge communities. So no. I'm sure they can take all the help that they can get on those cabins <laughs> that they're <Yeah>. building. <laughs> That's amazing. Do you know how many people are heading up there for that? Seven of us. So oh, there's good. a team of seven. Yep. That's going to be awesome. Good yeah. for you guys. Thank you. And Alaska this time of year is when I would want to go to because yep. <laughs> any other time it might be a little too cold and snowy. That is true. <laughs> so that's great. So you said vision for the future is like 100 tower plants. Yep. Yep. So 100 towers. So one tower allows us to grow 44 plants because we're 11 tiers high. I do have a high density tower that allows us to grow 164 plants. It's considered more microgreens, but I've been growing um, a green called sorrel. It's kind of a lemony. It's citrus. It's a great green to add into salads. It just gives that fresh pop Mm. of flavor. So it's awesome. I might have to send some home with you. (laughs) I will not turn it down. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a way that as we get out there and get our name out there more, it's then we can see expansion happening. But I know in the fall and winter time, that's probably when I'll be everyone's best friend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Thanksgiving's going to come around and everyone's going to be like, I need some fresh lettuce for a salad. (laughs) (laughs) That's So what's your plan for like selling? Because I know you're doing farmer's markets now, but once farmer's markets end, how do you plan to get your product to people? So we right now have a wholesome texting club is what I started. And it's a program where they can text me. Um, They can text join to our wholesome texting club. And that's just weekly updates of where we'll be. Um, what we have available, because they can come right to our farm. So Thursdays is kind of my open farm afternoon I do. And then Friday, we are at Long Prairie Farmer's Market. Saturday is Sock Center Farmer's Market. And then throughout the week, people can reach me and buy appointment. I will start drops. So in the fall and winter time, I'll do a drop in Brarville, Long Prairie, and Sock Center. If there's more need, then that's when, you know, we'll figure that out at that time. But they can text me, put an order in, or swing on by the farm. That's so cool. Are you partnering with, like, local businesses for those drops then, or how's that working? Right now, I'm just kind of meeting at a public space. Okay. Brarville has been the park there right when you come into Brarville, and then Long Prairie and Sock Center has been River of Life Church parking lots. Okay, cool. Yep. That's so convenient. Yeah. I love that you're bringing fresh produce to this area. Yeah. Because, I mean, we get it three months out of the year, but the fact that you're going to be providing it year-round, I think it's so needed. Yes. Yep. It is. Because it's, it's honestly kind of a food desert out here. It, For yeah. Todd County and Long Prairie being, like, the county seat, of, it, there's one grocery store. Yeah. And the fact that you're smack dab in the middle of Browerville and Long Prairie, you're in prime location to serve both communities and beyond. Yeah. 
that's our goal is to just continue serving in any way we can and just getting our name out there. That's so great. So where can people find you, like online, social media, website, all that? We are on Facebook, Wholesome Living Acres. On Instagram, our handle is Wholesome Living Acres MN. And then we have a website, wholesomelivingacres.com. So they can find us on any of those and our Wholesome Texting Club as well. I don't know if you'll share that in the show notes. or I will definitely share awesome. it all in the show notes. You can just scroll right down and find it. Perfect. It's also, yeah. I'll put it all up on the Small Town Tourist website as well. So Wonderful. it'll live there too if you're ever looking for it. <laughs> Sounds great. Awesome. Well, Erin, thank you so much for inviting me over to the farm, hanging out on your deck and showing me this because it is just so cool. And I'm so excited for you and this adventure and I can't wait to watch it grow. Well, thank you for inviting me on. Thank you so much for listening to the Small Town Tourist Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Graves. Our theme song is Queen of Our Hometown by Rachel McIntyre-Smith. You can stream Rachel's music wherever you listen to music. And be sure you give her a follow on her social media as well, at Rachel McIntyre-Smith. You can also find her website, rachelmcintyresmith.com. If you're looking for more content from the Small Town Tourist, you can follow me on Instagram, at the Small Town Tourist. And if you know of something really cool that you think I should check out and get on my radar, go ahead and email it to me. It's Abby, A-B-B-E-Y, at thesmalltowntourist.com. And don't forget to check out the blog, thesmalltowntourist.com. We'll catch you next week.